All right, guys, it's February check-in time. Where are you in the process of achieving your goals? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Hindsight's 2020 podcast. I'm your host, Leia, and today I'm super excited to bring you guys a topic on planning, goal setting, but most important, putting some action in your plans. It's February. Happy Black History Month to everyone, because as we all know, Black history is world history. But yeah, January is done. What have you done thus far in order to work towards your plans, in order to accomplish those goals that you set in the beginning of the year? I'm going to talk about some of the things that I do when it comes to accomplishing my goals. Um, I feel like I do pretty good with when it comes to accomplishing my goals overall. So I'm just going to give you guys some tips and tricks. First things first, when I make my goals... I put a timeline on them. I determine if this is a goal that is going to take me a year to reach. If it is it a quarterly goal, is it a monthly goal, or is it a weekly goal? And I'm constantly checking in on my goals. So I have a list of goals. Again, some of them will be accomplished by the end of 2022. Some of them are quarterly goals. I also have some goals that I can reach within 30 days. And I also have goals that I like to, um, smaller goals that I can kind of attack per week. So that's just how I categorize my goals. And from there, because I, I am in education, I definitely use the backwards design method. Now, for those who may not know, backwards design is essentially when you have your end goal, you start with your end goal, and then you start making plans, working backwards as to how can you make it to your end goal, right? So um, if I have, for example, a monthly goal or a goal that I would like to reach in 30 days, I set my goal for, okay, by the end of March, this goal is going to be accomplished. And from there, I work backwards and decide what can I do weekly in order to accomplish that goal? And then within the week, what can I do daily or semi-daily to accomplish that goal? Again, every single goal I attack in this method, but every goal um, does not necessarily take the whole year. Okay, so that's pretty much what I do. That's how I start. I do categorize my goals. I have work goals, I have business goals, I have relationship goals, and then I have personal goals. And within those categories, I list the goals that I would like to achieve. And again, I put deadlines on them. I am definitely a task-driven person. So I like to know what I'm working towards, how I'm going to get there. And I like to check off the tasks that I do in order to obtain those things. So if you're like me, um, you definitely should implement this particular strategy. So again, I use my backwards design. And within that design, I'm not just listing goals and objectives. I'm actually listing action-based items. I think sometimes as humans, we get so caught up in the research of things that we fail to implement anything. 
And that's just a conscious or subconscious way of telling ourselves that we will not make it or we cannot make it. All right. So if you're not putting actions and writing in action items for that goal, then you cannot be surprised when you don't obtain that goal. It's important to make action items that are actually obtainable to you, right? You don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to pique your anxiety by by writing something out that you know you really cannot do. So you want to do action items that are manageable, that are gracious to yourself, and that are things that you can actually accomplish. So I'll give you an example. One of the things that... Um, I struggle with when it comes to consistency and that's being active. And I didn't realize how I struggled with this particular topic of being active until I started working from home. Prior to me working from home, I worked on a campus that was over 20 acres and the location of my office was centered. Um, So anywhere I had to go, I literally had to walk. Um, Unless it was raining or extremely cold, I might can get someone to um, one of our one of the people that worked on the campus to, you know, pick me up in a little golf cart. But for the most part, I walked. It wasn't a second thought for me to do the walking. I just simply did it. Every morning we had administration meetings that was across the campus and I just walked there and I walked back to my office. Um, My office was located in one building, but the students that I managed was in another building. So I would walk over to that building, Um, go into the cafeteria was in a whole nother building. So it was it was definitely separated, similar to like a college campus. So I was mindlessly walking a lot where I had to park my car in proximity to where my office was, was also a distance. So I was walking a lot. I had my app going and I would consistently walk. By the time I got home, sometimes I would walk my dog. Um, Sometimes I would walk with my husband. But even if I didn't do the extra, just my day-to-day walking was beneficial for me. When I started working from home is when I realized how much activity I was actually gaining by not working from home. So I had to be very conscious and I had to make the decision I'm going to be active. I'm going to be active because now my walk to work is literally from my bedroom up a flight of stairs to my office and back down, right? So I had to make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to be active. And knowing myself, I could have not, I could not set a goal saying, By the end of the quarter, I would have lost 20 pounds or by the end of the year, I'm going to be down. Like those goals are too lofty for me and my personality. It would have gotten me over anxious. I would have been oversensitive. And most importantly, I would have internally beat myself up if I didn't do certain things in order to obtain that. So what I did was I made a weekly goal. And Sunday Sundays when I'm preparing for my my week for Monday, I write in my planner um, and I just write out, you know, what I want to do for that upcoming week. So I just started setting goals saying, okay, well, next week I'm going to work out or I'm going to be active five days a week. That gave myself two days of grace if life happened or if I was sore or if I just wasn't mentally prepared. But it also gave me an obtainable goal. 
can I be active for five days a week? The answer is yes, because it's an action item. And the only thing that would stop me from being in action is myself. Because I wrote it out as a weekly goal, I'm going to be active five days a week. I went ahead and did, I did, I went ahead and did my backwards design and I wrote in action steps. Monday, I'm going to do this. You know, Monday during lunch, I'm going to take my dog for a walk. Tuesday, I'm going to, um, mainly I was just walking the dog, but I would extend how far I could walk, what times I would walk, depending on my schedule. Um, I put in um, workout videos for days that it was raining or that it was cold. So I kind of covered all of the bases and I implementing those actions. So when I looked at my, my to-do list for that Monday morning, in the category of personal, I saw, you know, walk the dog 1.5 or two miles or whatever it was. And I made sure I got it done. And I felt great about it by the end of the day that I was able to complete that action item and move closer and closer to my weekly goal. So that's just an example of um, how you can establish action steps. As far as um, in my relationship, my husband and I said that we were going to be more present and we were going to have more quote unquote fun dates and not just, you know, be stuck in the rhythm of sitting on a couch watching a movie or, you know, just kind of spending time with each other in the house because we're both very active with our business and with our um, jobs. You know, we wanted to be a little bit more conscious about how we were going to start dating each other, how we were going to be more active, how we were going to be, you know, more fun dates. So we made the decision at least once a month because, you know, it has to be something that you can obtain and you don't feel bad about it. So we're starting off with once a month. Once a month, we're going to plan a date. We're going to plan a date that is action filled, that is outside of the house, that is just us enjoying each other, that does not have dinner and a movie involved in it. All right. Or, you know, that's not the basis of it. Um, so what I did was. My action item for myself, because again, I am task driven, I started looking for fun things that I would be interested in doing in the city of Atlanta. You know, I, I follow a few people on Instagram and Facebook and when they post their dates or what they did with their boyfriends or significant others or just hanging out with their friends just to kind of see what's going on in the city. If it's something that I think, oh, wow, that looks fun. I wouldn't mind doing that. I have it written down in my book. Um, I Google things, you know, what's what new exhibit is at the high museum or, you know, what new swanky bar or, you know, activity is happening in the city. Um, and if I'm interested in doing it, I write it down. So then that way, when it's time to execute, I can come to my husband and say, hey, now is the time for us to do our action date. And I have some things that I'm interested in. You know, let's let's do this paint and sip or let's do this axe throwing or let's go climb Arabia Mountain because that's something that we used to do a lot when we first started dating and we haven't done it in a while. Um, so because I'm setting those things up, when the time comes, I don't feel overwhelmed and or pressured to hurry up and find something to do. Therefore, we don't fall back in the same pattern of dinner and a movie. So that's just one. Um, that's just another example. OK, so after the planning and establishing action items, 
I really think it's important to schedule focus task time. And when I'm talking about focus task time, I'm talking about things that you actually have to complete task in order to do it. Not just the working out or the dating, but for example, when I'm working on our business, when I'm working on our, you know, in our investment group, or sometimes it really started with just tasks around the house that I would constantly put off, constantly put off, even recording this podcast. I would really have to sit down and dedicate focus task time. And focus task time is when you take some time and you say, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to completely devote my time and my focus on this particular topic only. And after the 30 minutes is done, then I'll go back to doing whatever I was doing before. But at least I feel good that I dedicated this particular time. So I'll give you some examples. I will tell you, it really started, and it may sound silly, but it started when I moved. Um, when my husband and I got married and we moved into our together home. Prior to moving into our together home, I had a home by myself. It was maybe 15,000 square feet. It wasn't a lot. It was manageable for a single woman living with by herself with her dog, okay? So I didn't really have an issue as far as um, house maintaining. And if you know me, you know I am a stickler for homekeeping. I really enjoy homekeeping. I love taking care of my house and taking care of my family. But sometimes I can get overwhelmed if I feel like I'm not accomplishing or doing as much as I would like. So my husband and I, we got married. We moved into our together home. Our together home more than doubled the square footage than my little uh, first starter home, right? So now I have three levels of house to clean. I have carpets and hardwoods and, and tiles and basements. And, you know, it was a lot. And it was just I. You know, my husband would clean from time to time, but he works a lot outside of the home. So I found myself being overwhelmed. I found myself spending a day on the first floor, a day on the second floor, a day on the basement, and just wasting or feeling like I didn't have any time on the weekends to really unwind or any, you know, any time after work to really unwind because I was constantly cleaning. So what I did was I implemented focus time. And focus time for me when it came to maintaining my home was, of course, after I had already thoroughly cleaned my house, in order to maintain it, I would say, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to do floors and I'm going to spend 30 minutes on it. And I would literally attack my floors for 30 minutes. And after that, I'll sit down and watch TV, have a glass of wine, and I feel great, right? Um, And I would just do that with just different tasks around the house, Tuesdays, maybe bathrooms, 30 minutes dedicated bathrooms, period, you know, not sitting down on the couch and say, okay, well, let me do it later. Like I would really focus in some things that I consistently had to focus in. Like most people is that laundry. I love washing clothes. I love drying clothes. I literally do a load of laundry a day now, but back then I was waiting until the weekends. Um, But it was something about folding and putting those clothes away that had me in a chokehold, okay? Even when I was single, I was definitely that girl. I know you've seen the meme or the picture. I was definitely that girl who slept on one side of her bed because those clean clothes was on the other side. And I felt no way. 
And sometimes it will take me three or four days and eventually I'll put the clothes away. But by the time I put the clothes away, I have more laundry to wash. So I really had to say to myself, I had to make it like a game. Focus time. Focus. We have two uh, baskets of clothes that is already washed and clean that needs to be put away. Um, I would either say I'll set a timer for it or for folding and hanging clothes. I tend to do that in front of the TV back then when I was watching television. And I would say, okay, all this stuff has to be done um, before you know, how many clothes can I fold up before the next commercial break or everything has to be done by the end of this 30 minute show. Um, and it really just kind of made me focus in on that task so that I can meet that goal. Again, I am task driven so I can check it off and say, okay, yes, I've gotten it done. So I would suggest if you're working on a goal, let's say you're trying to start a business. Let's say you're trying to budget. Let's say you're trying to, um, you know, um, be creative in some kind of way, something that's going to dedicate your time to research, to implementation, and it's going to take you outside of your everyday rig and room row, I would suggest that you spend some time and develop some focused task time, right? Because we all say, I don't have enough time to do it because I work. But when you come home and you work and you from work and you decompress and you have your glass of wine and you sit down and watch television and you look up and it's four hours has passed and now it's time for bed. Focus. And it doesn't have to be for hours. You can say for 30 minutes, I'm going to spend time researching how to develop a website on Monday. On Wednesday, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on implementing what I learned on Monday. On Friday, I'm going to spend time on adding graphics to the website or whatever it is, but really spend some focused time. And I promise you, once you get in the habit of having that focused time, you will start to extend your time. You know, 30 minutes will now become an hour because I know the task that I want to accomplish is going to take me more than 30 minutes. So I'm going to dedicate one hour, but I've already created that discipline to really focus in. So focus time is extremely important. Next to focus time, I would say eliminate your distractions. My life changed drastically when I made the decision to stop watching the news. And when I say I was an avid news watcher, I was an avid news watcher. The last thing that I saw before going to bed was the local news. The first thing I saw when I woke up and turned the TV on was the local news. I listened to the radio in my car when I was working outside of the home to radio, which reported on outside of just music, local news. That news was such a distraction for me. Not only was it feeding me constant negativity, but it distracted me. I was so involved with what everyone else was doing, what housewife was doing this, what country got bombed, you know, what store was robbed, how many people died of COVID, um, hypothetically, because I don't watch the news, so I wouldn't know right now. But I'm just saying you got, you know, all of this excess information that I didn't have time or I was choosing not to focus on what was really important and what was happening to me and that what was affecting me on a daily basis. Game changer. Guys, when I say I have not watched the news since Barack Obama was president, I have not watched the news since Barack Obama was president. All right. 
Now, that doesn't mean I'm not aware of what's going on. There's social media. There's people that, you know, I work. There's people that I talk to. So information is coming to me, but it's coming to me somewhat delayed. And it's also coming to me somewhat filtered. So it's not that I'm unaware of what's happening, but I'm not tracking it second by second, moment by moment. Um, For example, when it comes to even severe weather, like I'm living my life. I'm enjoying life. And then someone may text me and say, hey, I hope you guys are safe. It's supposed to be a, a big storm coming your way. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. I had no idea. But even though I got it from a third party, I'm still able to prepare myself. But what I wasn't doing was I wasn't thinking about this storm that's coming for the last two days and watching the consistent updates and hyperventilating and causing anxiety and rushing to the store to buy every piece of toilet paper and every loaf of bread for a storm that may or may not be what they are reporting. I didn't put myself through that. So I eliminate those distractions. Um, I eliminate the news. It's very toxic. I can talk about that forever, but that'll be another podcast. Another thing I started to do, and it's ebbs and flows. It really depends on what my goals are, how many goals I have to achieve, and what I've done in order to achieve those goals. But I eliminated watching television during the work week. Um, I eliminated watching television during the week work week. Again, that's ebbs and flows. Right now, I am currently not watching television during the work week. Um, but that doesn't mean in a few months or even next week that I won't. It really just depends on where I am with my goals. And I stopped watching television during the work week because that's time that I can be focused on other things. And it's not, you know, I'm not missing out on anything because I didn't watch, um, you know, uh, Insecure on the day it premiered. I've I've missed out on nothing, but I've gained everything because the time that I would spend watching that particular program, I was working on the taxes for my business and gathering everything that I need for my CPA, uh, which we do have a meeting coming up in a few a few weeks, you know what I mean? Or I wrote out a plan to actually do this podcast because it's something I've always wanted to do. So again, I eliminated watching the news and I also eliminated watching television during the work week. And that's not just because I work from home. Even when I was working outside of my home, I would eliminate watching television during the week. I implemented things that I really enjoyed. One of my personal goals last the last two years, and it will continuously be my personal goal, is to continue to implement leisure reading. And one way I was able to really hunker down and implement leisure reading was to eliminate watching television during the week. And I have to be very conscious about it because when I was working out of the home, because I eliminated listening to the radio, I was able to listen to my books on audio. And that's how I was able to get my reading done. Because I don't leave my home for work, I don't have that time. So I literally have to set a plan, focus time. All right, during lunch, 30 minutes out of my hour lunch, I'm going to read. Right before bed, I'm going to focus on reading. That's usually the time I turn the television on. But I'm going to read so I can implement leisure reading. 
I'm a big proponent for leisure reading. I'm in education and I have to read a lot. I have to read educational uh, documents in order to stay abreast as to what's going on in education. I have to read a thousand emails because I am virtual. You know what I mean? I have to do book studies for work. There's a lot of reading that goes on with being in the education field like it is with being in any field. So when I'm not reading for work, I definitely want to read for pleasure. But I have to say, I have to take the time and implement that. I have to have focus time because it's easy to say, I would love to read. I just don't have time to do it while you're sitting in front of the television, watching whatever the latest show is. All right, that's it. That's all. Hopefully you've learned something from today's podcast. Hopefully this motivated you to go ahead and put some actions behind your goals. Remember, every day is a new year. So what you haven't gotten started on so far, you have plenty of time to do it. Also, be open and willing to inviting new goals in your life as the year goes on. Recognize that some of your goals that you set um, may be too lofty. Narrow them down or, or eliminate some altogether so that way you're always conscious of being kind to yourself. But again, it's going to be important to not only list goals, but go ahead and list action items. It's okay to say you want to achieve a certain goal. It's okay to set many goals and or objectives in order to achieve that goal. But if you're not putting some verbs in those words, if you're not implementing some actions, you will find yourself um, just researched or a dream deferred. So remember, get those action words going into those goal listings Remember, if you need focus time, get some focus time in. I promise you focus time ultimately develops habits, which ultimately develops discipline. Um, Put a timer out there. I know I use my timer. I've gone from um, reading leisurely for months on end, for years on end to right now, I'm in a reading slump. I have not read a book all year thus far. Um, And what I've been doing in order to build that habit back is I've literally set a timer on my phone and I'll put 30 minutes and I'll hit start and I'll grab my book and I will read the book. Um, The book that I'm reading right now is not really catching my attention, but I'm powering through. But I will literally read until my timer goes off. And when my timer goes off, sometimes I want to continue reading or sometimes I'm just like, "Woo, thank goodness, you know, <laughs> and I'll just pick it back up the next day or two days from now or whenever. But remember, focus time is very, very important. You'd be surprised how much you can do with not even 30 minutes, but 15 minutes, um, 15 minutes a day focused on one particular area of your life can make a world of a difference. I promise you. So hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Please come back. Thank you for listening. As always, um, I will have another podcast dropping on Friday. They drop every single Friday. If you like what you hear, go ahead and share it with a family and friend. And until next time, bye guys.